The All-Star break is over. Felt like it's been a while, hasn't it, Jamsters? Haven't seen your pretty faces. Haven't been reading what you've been writing in the chat because there's been no chat to read what you're writing. The All-Star break is over. The Phoenix Suns are back playing basketball, playing against the Dallas Mavericks. Yes, a team that is probably our greatest rival right now. Wouldn't you say? Of course, we'll always have a deep hatred for the Los Angeles Lakers. And the San Antonio Spurs is a team I simply will never forgive. But right now, it's it's Dallas. Dallas is the rival. The Suns go out, up 63-60 to 60 at halftime, end up losing by a total of 10 points. Matthew, welcome back to the Suns Jam Session Podcast. How was your All-Star break? Hey, good to be back here. Oh, it's been fantastic. I got a nice zit on the top of my nose, but you look like you lost some weight, man. Have you? How many more pounds have you lost? I'm down 15. Looking good, man. Thanks, man. You really? You haven't seen me that long, huh? (laughs) It's it's been like a week, right? (laughs) I lost 15 without basketball. I lost 15 pounds. (laughs) Yeah, look good. Uh, Good to be back, though. I mean, it's a little weird, like taking the week off. It's like you live a normal life, and it's kind of boring. It's like, what am I supposed to do? But now we're back in rhythm, and I'm excited to be back. Of course, it's a loss, but uh, yeah. That's how we start things here in Phoenix, huh? Dude, I was texting the fan in the flames guys. I'm like, yo, I haven't done a pod in like eight days, man. Like, when are you guys recording? Can I record with you? I just I haven't I haven't talked to anybody in so <laughs> long. I just don't know what to do. And they're like, Yeah, we don't really record very often. And and then finally there was an opportunity last night, and of course that's taxes uh, the the night to do taxes. So Oh, tax yeah. night. Yeah, tax <laughs> night was not not a not a <laughs> how fun long did that one. Take, dude? Uh, too long. It's always too, too long? long. Okay. Yeah, it's always. Yeah, too that was long. too long to talk about taxes, right? There. Yeah, right. let's Sorry, talk about what, what 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 did you do over your your break, your all star break? I knew you were going to ask that, and I was trying to think of what I did, and I don't really remember. Um, spent a lot of money over the weekend, mm. just Dates? doing stuff. Yeah, I went on a date, and then Ooh, too much gotta, money. Huh? We got to hit. We got to hit you on the back end of the podcast here about that date. So, yeah, we'll Get we'll talk advice, about that maybe. Life yeah, advice. we'll talk about that. What about you? A lot of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, man. I'm in ancient Greece right now, just going around. And and I'll just a real quick story on that. Uh, If any of you've played Assassin's Creed or anything like that, you can travel by ship. And there's one aspect of this game. I got to this part of the story where I had to kind of travel all the way across the entire map by (laughs) ship. And in order to do so, then you get in ship battles. And as I'm in those ship battles, I keep getting my ass kicked in those ship battles because I haven't spent time upgrading my ship. And so... It just it sends me back like five thousand meters, and I have to start all over. So last night I literally just <laughs> swam eight thousand meters. I just sat there. I'm like, they can't get me if I'm not in a ship. So wow. I, I swam to my destination. Worked out fantastic. Time well spent. Time well spent. <laughs> That's so. how I've spent my off time. So good to be back on the Suns Jam Session podcast. Unfortunate that we're going to be talking about a loss, and I can see by a lot of the reactions in the chat that people aren't happy and. And it's understandably so, right? I mean, the the Suns, uh, it's a game in which you're playing against one of your vaunted rivals, and you you want to go out and you want to uh, dominate in the fashion that they should and could against this team and started off doing so. Uh, 
but definitely uh, a, an unfortunate loss. We go from the fifth seed to the seventh seed. We go from uh, winning the season series against them to losing the season series. So plenty to talk about on this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. So if you happen to be watching along live or watching later on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button, smash that thumbs up button gives us some analytics lets everyone know where the best post-game podcast on planet orange is if you happen to be looking for some sun's gear go to phoenixfits.net use the promo code suns jam 10 you can get some pretty nice looking jerseys like we have displayed they've got shirts a lot of really cool apparel at phoenixfits.net so make sure that you go there and again use promo code suns jam 10 and you can't drink alone and that's why you come to suns jam session podcast so if you got them, you should pop them. Were you reaching for something? Just my water. Water, okay. <laughs> we'll pop it. I got you. Okay, let's talk about it. To 113. The lose in Dallas tonight, opening up the quote unquote second half of the season with a loss to the Mavericks. Although this is now game 56 for the Suns, they drop to 33 and 23 on the season. Still 10 games over 500, Suns fans. The world isn't over. It's just an unfortunate loss. But it brings me to my first question. Oi, Matty. Mate, I've got to ask. So, Matthew, I got to ask, I don't know how it would work from a seeding standpoint. But the Mavs and the Suns in a seven game series, how would you feel about that? I would hate it. I don't want to see it. And it's not because we lost tonight. I would be nervous. I would be nervous going into it. But I think any series, I think in the first round, if you're out of the top four, it's going to be kind of one of those series where it's like, oh, shit, like. Maybe you get bounced in the first round. But if you end up with the Mavericks, it's only because of the Luka thing, right? Dude, you're just freaked out about that. No matter who he plays in the first round, the other team's going to be freaked out. But for an opposing fan base, playing the Mavericks, especially the Suns, the way they've gone out against the Mavericks, you would want to play them maybe to defeat them to get over that. But I just wanted to avoid it. I don't want anything to do with it. So how do you feel? It's, It's a team that, without a doubt, there's a reason why a rivalry exists. And it's because this, the over the regular seasons, obviously not including this season, the Suns have dominated the regular season matchup. But the one time that they've clashed in the playoffs, it went to seven games. The Suns were up uh, in the series, and then they lost two consecutive games in embarrassing fashion. So, yeah, I think if you were to ask a lot of Suns fans, if you could play the Dallas Mavericks in the playoffs, I think a lot of people would say yes because they want an opportunity to get that monkey off their back, to get a punch in in this rivalry in the postseason when it actually matters. Because that's what, if you're hanging around the Dallas subreddit, which I know you were this evening, and we'll get to that later, it's something that will always be in the back of a Dallas fan's uh, argument. And it's a rightful punch that they can throw. Yeah, you can dominate us in the regular season all you want. We own you in the playoffs one time, but it was one time too many. But I'm with you. This is a scary team because of the talent level that they have. Luka Doncic goes for 41 points tonight. 
He's 14 of 27 from the field, 6 of 11 from deep, 11 assists, 9 rebounds, 4 steals. And he's somebody who is really hard to bottle up. And, and we've seen that in a series where if you try to take away the other guys, he'll beat you one-on-one. -on -one. If you try to take him away, he'll, the other guys can beat you. And we saw a lot of that tonight. That's what tonight kind of was. It was it was a very eerily similar to me in the, the games we lost in that series against Dallas where in different spurts of the game, we're like, okay, we're going to take Luca away. And we throw doubles and triples on at him. And then all of a sudden, they start hitting their threes. They shot 43.2% from beyond the arc tonight. You know, I mean, that's just typical. We're playing against the Mavs. And the Mavs, for some reason, when they play against Phoenix, they just they can't miss, man. I mean, it's a team that we know coming into this matchup uh, is also second in the league when it comes to three-point attempts and 10th in the league in three-point percentage. But they have, of course, fire more and make more than their averages tonight. And that's just that's what makes this team kind of scary come playoff time, knowing that we probably won't play them unless it's a, like one of those four or five matchups, which we could play them. Yeah, that would be <laughs> that would suck. But um, when you when you look at the death chart of the Phoenix Suns and you see Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, you're like those guys should combine beat a guy like Luca, maybe. But maybe if you stack them on top of each other. That's the only way you can because obviously it's going to be one one possession. It's going to be Luca. The next is going to be Booker, maybe Booker again, and then KD, KD. But when you're going to do that, when you're going to go back and forth and the game is slowed down, that's Luca's game. He's going to win it for you. And then obviously, like the the double is kind of hard to pull on him, man. Like there's nothing you can do much with that. And then you have Kyrie standing right there too. So Kyrie's the change of pace guy. You give him the ball, he can get to the rim like he did tonight, 29 points. So he's like that perfect kind of pairing with Luca. We've always wondered, like, who can work with Luca? Well, it's a guy like Kyrie who hasn't played much of the season, but when he is, he is a change of pace guy, but also he just doesn't really give a fuck. So he's not going to care too much about getting the ball as much. So it's perfect for Luca. Um, so that's why it's scary. And it's always a threes. It's always yeah. It's, with this it's Mavericks team, it always just seems like it's it's like, are they going to get a second chance? They're not yes. going to leave this end of the floor without scoring the bucket. And that's mm -hmm. what it was like tonight when the Suns needed the stops. When it was down to like one point in the third quarter, they just couldn't do it. And then it falls back to 10-point lead. So it's it's a tough matchup for the Suns always. I know that this season, like they played them pretty well. But honestly, like in a playoff series, especially with the crowd behind the Mavericks, if they are the fourth seed, that's going to be tough. Yeah, and another thing to, to look at and to consider is when you talk about Booker and you talk about KD versus Luka and Kyrie, the advantage goes to Luka and Kyrie from a playmaking standpoint because that's what really killed the Suns uh, plenty. There, there, there's a couple different things. That, there's like five things that killed the Suns tonight, right? Like you can't, I'm not going to sit there and say, you know what, if this one thing had happened, the Suns would have pulled <laughs> Yeah. No, they shot themselves into giving up a 16-0 run to start the third quarter. Okay, that doesn't help, obviously. Uh, not attacking Luka Doncic after he gets two early fouls. They He comes back in the game, and they don't attack him for the rest of the, the, set, the first half, and he ends with four fouls. But, man, you could have attacked him, and he's an easy guy to attack. He's an easy guy to attack, and it's like it's that kind of game-planning thing that personally kind of drives me crazy. But one of the things that really hurts the Suns, we've seen this time and again, and it really is glaring when you're playing a team like the Mavericks that have two guys who can not only score at will, but are also above average 
in Kyrie's uh, case and elite in Luca's case, playmakers is the isolation basketball. Because when you have Kevin Durant and he's just dribbling the air out of the ball and then the possession's getting ready to end and he just dishes it to a Kogi and a Kogi's got to shoot a three, you know you're kind of fucked right there. Whereas in Luka Doncic's case, he's not taking the entire possession. He's a, he's penetrating. And if the, the look's there and if he beats the guy off the dribble, he knows due to his size and physicality that he can finish or he can make a great pass to a shooter who's open and that shooter can actually knock down the shot consistently which is something that a Kogi can't do. A Kogi's out there to play defense on Luca, and somehow, some way, he's the guy who always ends up with the ball at the end of a possession. So th- that's the difference between the two teams at this point. Now, granted, you know, looking big picture, there are some challenges that Dallas faces, and it's the additions that they made at the trade deadline that address some of that challenges in t- how they act on the interior. You know, and that's. A lot of people were frustrated because Yusuf Nurkic wasn't being as dominant as he could have been tonight. I feel. Nurkic's definition make them boys go crazy. Oh. So Frank Vogel in this one was really trying some different things out. He was doing a lot of small ball lineups. He was putting KD at the five. He was relying on Royce O'Neal to play the four. And in some spurts, they were productive. In other ones, they weren't. But Nurkic ends with only 20 minutes played. He was two of six from the field. He had five points, five rebounds, three assists, two steals, and a block. The challenge that I feel occurred in this game is he was kind of having his way on the interior with Lively, but Lively was fouling the shit out of him, and he wasn't getting called for anything, so the Suns couldn't go back to him. And then Gafford kind of played him off the court as well, so that... Athletic, and we've talked about them in the past with Nurkic, right? Those athletic, long, young guys he has a hard time with. And if he's not getting the fouls called on them, you know, and putting them to where they have to play a little bit more tentative, obviously that swings in their favor and he gets played off the court. Yeah, it was the 9 0 run. I mean, I know they went on the 16 0 run to start the third, but 9 0 run where Nurkic. Was trying to answer Luke on the other end with those, with those, with those lay-ins that he was just missing. And uh, I think in the first half, with Saban Lee came in, in the second, and Saban Lee hit him on a few, and he just could not make those easy layups. Like that was basically the difference of the Suns hanging in the game or not. If if, if Nurkic could take advantage of that, then they could stay in the game. But he just was not able to. And I think that um him missing those layups was huge for the Suns. I mean. You can't go back to that. You keep hitting them over and over again, and then they stopped after three times. But like, I know we've always mentioned this in the past, where Nurkic is going to be troublesome to watch when he just is missing those threes. Well, tonight, or missing those threes. I hope he doesn't shoot another three. No missing more those threes. Easy layups. I'm just like, dude, this is more frustrating because the matchups made more sense for Nurkic. But you know, I think him and his hustle tonight kind of made you forget a little bit right i mean him diving out of bounds to throw it back and then o- o'neill takes it in for the lay-in uh him just diving at luca just kind of headbutting him and taking the ball <laughs> and tipping it out to booker for the fast break easy dunk that was awesome there was some awesome plays by him tonight and that's that's what you get from nurk you'll get those awesome plays once in a while but when it's given to him like that and i know he's gonna miss them sometimes he has to make those dude that's like those are the possessions where it's like, okay, if Luca's going to go off, we need someone to answer. And if it's not going to be KD or even Grayson Allen tonight, which he struggled, Nurk has to step up in that spot. And he just was not able to make it. I feel like it's just that simple. But 
we're used to that. I feel like here in Phoenix. And yeah, Portland. and and but that's the recipe for success if you want to beat the Mavericks is you beat them up on the interior because they are smaller on the interior. They're athletic, but they're smaller. And it, it's somebody posted in the chat. Uh, uh, Saul posted in the chat. He's like, "How many layups did Nurk miss? Four. Those, those four made layups are huge." Because not only yes. is that eight total points, but you're negating the opposition's ability to get out and run. And that's what the Mavericks did any chance they could. They beat the Suns in fast break points 21 to 11 in this game. And it's because off of the missed shots, they were getting out and running. And some of those were off of Nurk's missed layup. So it was a combination of things. I feel like Nurk was getting fouled. He was getting frustrated. Wasn't being effective on the interior. They had to pull him. They put Eubanks, Eubanks in for six minutes. And it was some of the ugliest basketball I've seen Drew Eubanks played defensively. <laughs> oh, man. Every pump fake he fell for. Kyrie oh. would pump him in the air. Luca would pump him in the air. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what and where Drew Eubanks went mm -hmm. uh, on the All-Star break. But his plane clearly hasn't landed yet because he was in the air the whole night. I'm like, dude, land the fucking plane. Just hold your ground, man. If they're going to shoot over you, they're going to shoot over you. But stop trying to jump in here because he got called for a foul on Luca, And it was like, I mean, uh, what's his nugget was out there? Um, Reggie Miller. Reggie says. Just like, oh, it's just just like Larry Bird, man. That was a Bird oh, move. That was like, Bird. Show the replay. Compare yeah. the two, you know, just split it down the middle and show Bird. <laughs> like, just shut doing up, what Luca does. Shut up, but, Reggie. But it was an uh, awful Rich performance. Did say that though, right? Rex Chapman did say that Luca reminds him of Larry Bird in your 100%. interview. So yep. Yep. that's the thing, I guess. But this is around. the challenge that the Suns have. And this is one of those questions that I'll ask to you and I'll ask the Jamsters who are watching along live. And if you're watching later, type it in a comment or uh, uh, leave it as an Apple review, which we do have a new one, yeah. which we will be reading. Or get a crow. Is this friend a crow? And send is, is, yes, and send it to us via. It's easy to befriend a crow, pigeon. I guess. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> crows remember you dude crows yeah can, they crows they'll bring dicks. you presents and they'll do whatever you want they'll yeah but if you're mean you to a crow like they'll remember you and like yeah. you'll be you'll what come you outside your house and they'll have like a little pocket knife they'll stab yeah you. they'll come yeah, out come like, out matthew paul yeah. you know, like, i remember that time you threw a rock at me i'm gonna cut you fool um but does Thaddeus young assist in the small ball lineup because that's the challenge tonight right you have nurkic ineffective you have Eubanks unplayable. So you have to, and Frank Vogel has to go to these small ball type lineups with KD playing the five, which at times is good to throw out there uh, as a change of pace. But when you start to rely on it, like the Suns did in the, in the second half, they scored 63 points in the first half. They only scored 50 in the second. And that's part of it. It's because now you're asking a lot more of KD on the defensive end, which takes away from his effectiveness on the offensive end. So does Thad Young, who's the newest member of the Sun, wearing number 30. We might see him tomorrow night against the Houston Rockets. Does he solve this issue uh, and can maybe play some small ball five for the Suns and focus on the rebounding down low? I think he can help a little bit. It's not going to be too much, too dramatic, but it's going to be plays where you're like, God damn, like, excuse my language. That was terrible. I never use the Lord's name in vain. Excuse me. Is that the Lord? Yeah, God. Dude. So Terrible. Take a lap. <laughs> My bad. Uh, people say it at work all the time. Like, okay, sorry. Like, people are just free flowing with that thing. Anyways, you're just, you're just walking around blessing them. Yeah, like, like, excuse me. I'll pray for you. Uh, what was it? Oh, Thaddeus Young. Yeah, Thad so Young. 
shore up a little bit of it. I think having Eubanks in there and thank God I was in Chick-fil-A drive-thru trying to grab some food really quickly mm. when I heard his name on the radio. While Kogi was seemed like he was doing pretty good, so I was excited about that. I heard Eubanks is in the game, never returned. So glad I missed that. But I think with Thaddeus, you're going to get those plays like with, with Royce, where he's going to be the right place, right time. He knows what to do, right? He already knows like when the pick and roll is going to happen. He knows where to go to help out on the double teams he was talking about in an interview earlier today or yesterday. He'll know what to do. He has IQ. He knows exactly where to go, uh, how to help them out of that. Because you saw that tonight where the double team was such a huge thing again, even for Devin Booker, where it's just like they couldn't get out of it. And everyone's standing around the perimeter. So I feel like it's going to help out in that way. Rebounding, yes. Anything over Eubanks, yes. I think he's going to be a def- definite positive. It's just like that kind of just that little niche the Suns need to get over the hump in these types of games to where you can grab that board. Prevent the prevent the Mavericks from grabbing a second board. Bingo. And also, you know, um, making smart IQ plays defensively. We're not putting them to the line. You know, it's a great defensive stop by the Suns tonight. But in the fourth quarter, when they couldn't get a stop, they were actually fouling too and putting the Mavericks to the line after like horrendous attempts by the Mavericks at the around the rim. So I think those type of plays will definitely help out the Suns in the long run this season. Yeah, the point you hit on that I think is most important is the rebounding because that's what, again, the Dallas Mavericks, second chance points, they beat the Phoenix Suns easily. Uh, they had 18 of them. Points in the paint, they had 40. So you have Thad Young come in, and again, this is in those situations like tonight that are unique where you have no production from Nurkic and Eubanks. Generally, you're going to get some production from uh, Nurkic and We've seen productive games from Eubanks. But if you need to go small ball five, you can have Thad Young come in. He's 6'10". He's bulkier. And he's a a great rebounder on the offensive and defensive end. And that's absolutely paramount for the reasons that Matthew stated. So the opposition doesn't get those second chance points because I swear the effing Mavs tonight, every time they got a rebound or two, they were hitting a three. Kyrie hit like three threes that were second chance three-pointers, and it just kills you when you're trying to come back. So um, it's unfortunate he couldn't come out and play tonight, uh, and it'd be tough to put him out there to play so many minutes right off the bat because you were going to need it tonight. But it is something to monitor moving forward, and it'll be really interesting to see if he plays tomorrow night. Now, obviously, you have the new addition of Royce O'Neal. Yeah, bling, bling, bling. Rolls Royce is being called along, uh, called upon a lot to start, right? 30 minutes tonight. He was only four of 12 from the field and two of eight from beyond the arc, but he had 10 points. He had nine rebounds. He had two assists. He had one steal. His, his, I'm still highly impressed with his addition thus far and the productivity that he's getting because I mean, he's the one uh, who said it earlier. I started uh, Kiko said this earlier, he said Roy should have defended Luca and get a Kogi's minutes. And tonight I agree with that because he can give you some offense and he can definitely hustle on defense. And he has that size, especially to put up against Luka Doncic. I would have liked to see more of that matchup. But what did you see from Rolls-Royce tonight? And how are you feeling with his implementation through four games thus far? I think he's been great. I think um, the defense, you can definitely tell is there. I don't know. Picking up Luka, yeah. I mean, a little bit more size there. I think he just he kind of knows what he's doing. He's not as chaotic as an Akogi. And I kind of feel like what Akogi is like his little brother now out yeah, there. Yeah, kind of. At times, you know what I mean? That's what it kind of the way around. Like. Yeah, uh you think so? I feel, I feel like a Kogi's Rolls Royce's little brother because he's older. 
He's okay. like, hey, guy, this That's is how you saying. do it. Yeah, okay? Kogi's his little brother. Okay. okay. I thought you yeah, meant Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, because Kogi's just like, dude, I know. <laughs> like, I'm, he just seems older, right? He has the bigger beard. So we'll just say he's older um, for that reason. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think uh, there's going to be times here or there throughout the games where. He's going to hit the big three. He's going to make the big rebound. Like tonight with the nine rebounds, like that's, yeah. that's so impressive, man. Like you don't really like, even when I'm talking about that, he young. I'm not going to expect a whole lot, but he's doing his part. Right. I think like the few guys that had to step up in Nurk and Grayson Allen tonight to fill that role for Beal and just the points. I'm not really counting on Royce Allen too much. He'll hit a big three here or there, but those boards are just so big. That's really what I was boards watching and defense, tonight. Man. It's just him really boxing out, going in there, grabbing, and I can't say enough about how Nurk was going out of bounds to save that ball. And he just made sure that he beelined it towards the rim, just knowing that it's going to go, it's going to go right there. It's going to be right here. And I'm going to have a free lane. So he was ready for it. Those hustle plays is really what puts him over the top and why I just feel like it was such a big pickup for the Suns. Yeah, I agree. And that's one of the words that I wrote in my notes about Royce O'Neal tonight was hustle. And when he gets a rebound, he's looking up the court. He's a heads-up kind of player, right? He, and there was a couple times where he rebounded the ball, and you could see him, and he did kind of one of those, like, like pumped, like he wanted to throw an outlet pass to somebody, but he saw the, the free safety roam, and he didn't want to throw the interception, but it was right there, and that's the way that he's looking at it, and that's high IQ, right? We talk about high IQ basketball players. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, Thaddeus Young, that's what he's going to bring to the Suns is a high IQ. And that's what Royce O'Neal has brought to the Suns is an IQ on both offense and defense. And it's unfortunate that they didn't win tonight for a multitude of reasons. Uh, we haven't talked about Bradley Beal. We will talk about him momentarily. But knowing that you have a Royce O'Neal, he could make his way into that starting lineup. He could have been the guy who started instead of Eric Gordon tonight. And it'll be interesting to see moving forward if that's a strategy that Frank Vogel deploys if one of the big three misses time. Does Royce O'Neal have an opportunity to get in that starting lineup? He's got the size. He has the ability to knock down the three ball. And he's got the defense that is so unbelievably needed where you can put him on a primary ball handler and the primary point of attack and he's not going to shut them down but he's going to make their life a little bit harder and, and that's all you that's all you can ask for in the nba you're not going to shut anybody down you're not going to shoot no. shut luka Doncic down but if you can annoy him a little bit and get him a little bit off of his game a little bit off of where he wants to shoot the ball and he misses a couple extra shots those two shots that would have went in you know if they're three pointers that's a six point swing that's worth it to me it is it's worth it i just the way that Gordon's been playing off the bench, it's just it's it's horrendous at times. But also just everybody else, like they just need the help off the bench and points total with just the ten points tonight. That's huge for our bench because our bench has been so bad. And then when Thaddeus Young does work his way into things, maybe he'll help out. But I do like him coming off the bench because he just seems comfortable doing it. You know what I mean? So I think we have two guys in Eric Gordon and Grayson Allen with one of the big three out. Unless there's another injury that oh, I don't want to even mm. say that. Oh, I don't even want to say that. But if there was like then yeah, maybe he can step into the role somewhere. But I just don't, I like what we have right now with Eric Gordon and Grayson Allen. I think tonight's loss, like I said earlier with Grayson Allen, just not really stepping up as much as you would like. It's not really on him tonight because he's been so great this whole season. You know what I yeah. mean? Because it's okay to have an off night because what was it like 14 assists the other night? And just, yeah, but he was also guarding Luca all night, right? Like exactly, like, which kind is of, not yeah, yeah. Mar, but that's what happened. Grayson Allen spending the majority of his time trying to, 
guard Luca and, and be bodied up and being thrown around by him. I don't expect him to go out there and go for 30. And he gave us 10 points tonight. He, you know, two, a, two or three from the field. I mean, he just wasn't utilized. He was too busy on the defensive end being utilized. Uh, Bradley Beal obviously didn't play tonight. And she said, you're not the only one, but you're the best Bradley so Beal obviously uh, hurt the hamstring. Uh, uh, who who were we playing? Do you remember uh, the Kings? It was the Kings game. Didn't look at, like anything serious. Did miss the Detroit game. Week off. Gets the beak fixed per reports per Dwayne Rankin of the Arizona Republic. He had surgery on his nose to fix that because it was crooked. Uh, but oh. You know, it's like uh, Mr. Landfill says in the chat, Bradley Beal should <laughs> fire his personal trainer. Because, like, it didn't look he's like he was big. that. <laughs> he's, like, yeah, he's too fucking big. He's just like the rock coming back, and the rock is just too muscular. Fights John Cena and rips something. Like, <laughs> he's too big of a dude. Yeah, it's unfortunate because, and again, we don't know from a precautionary standpoint. He was questionable going into the injury report tonight, and then the injury report, which they always release one hour prior to tip off. He was listed as out. I mean, we'll see tomorrow. Like, it's just, it's unfortunate because it's uh, it's an injury that he's had a history with, right? He missed time last season with a hamstring injury. He missed time in 2001 or 2021 with a hamstring injury. Uh, and so it's like, get well soon, Brad. But fuck. Yeah, but did you think he was going to come back right away? I, I kind of yes. thought it. <laughs> yes, yeah, I kind of thought break. So. Every one of these games is huge. Huge. Yeah, yeah, I know. And you can just tell tonight it's like you sorely miss him because of that change of pace guy that he mm-hmm. was before getting hurt all those times. So it's a tough thing to deal with here in Phoenix because you just know you need him to get into the finals. You definitely do. I don't care how oh, inconsistent yeah. he's been getting on the floor. It's just like when he's there three or four games in, like you can see the difference he's going to make. Plus, it's like you would think Booker and Devin are Booker and Devin Booker, Booker, Booker and, Devin and Kevin Booker? Durant, those two might be able to handle themselves. I'm not talking about just against Luca, but other guys, other duos in yeah. the league. Yeah. But I don't think so. Like you can just see tonight, like when Booker does go off, like when he scores like the basically the eight straight points, addition off the air, going for a three there in the fourth quarter. It's just like that's that's great, right? He got hot, but it's just like then all of a sudden it just kind of switches back to Durant. If he's not hot, then it's like, well, you're fucking screwed because no one else is there to help you out. Yes. So definitely Beal is just absolutely needed so well, that's when, what scares me because we definitely need him to do anything when he's not playing that's 37 million dollars worth of salary not playing i know that's what it comes down to so when you have booker and you have durant and you're sitting there and you're like oh if we just had a little something extra to get us over that line we lost by 10 and eric gordon's been playing great and royce o'neill what a great addition you know he's nine million and, and eric gordon's three million 37 million if Bradley Beal's not there and that's reallocated. It's like Aiton, right? If without Aiton there, you have Nasir Little, and then you have Grayson Allen and Yusuf Nurkic. All right. You have those three players who are all productive players who add, and, and Nasir not as much, but still a viable asset in its place. And that's what's unfortunate when Beal's gone, is it's it there's a huge gaping hole in what the Suns have. Now, granted, Booker and Durant should be able to get it done, but it's tough when those ancillary pieces around you aren't at the same level of what the Mavericks can technically do. Now, granted, they have the same kind of thing. They got uh, Kyrie, 
They've got Luca. They've got those big contracts and some ancillary guys, but they have a little bit more money allocated towards those ancillary guys because they're not paying a third guy a max deal like the the Phoenix Suns are. But those those Beal injuries just get well, Brad. Again, we'll see what happens tomorrow night, and we'll see moving forward because it's like Houston, then we play the Lakers, then Houston, Houston again. So there's a potential to go on a nice little run here, and that's why I think a lot of Suns fans are disappointed tonight because coming out, if you can beat Dallas, you can really kind of gain some momentum in that Western Conference standings moving into what you know will be a very tough schedule when you do have the Boston Celtics twice. You do have to play all four teams that are ahead of them in the standings prior to tonight two times each. So gain momentum wherever you can. But the injuries are going to be one of those things that are obviously going to take that train off of that tracks. And then we have the scary moment tonight with Durant. Who the heck are you? I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. I know who I am. Did anybody see a sniper? Did anybody see anything? I'm one of the best players to ever played a game. So Kevin Durant tonight, like I said, a lot of, lot of playing the five. 40 minutes played. He was 9 of 22 for the fi- from the field to gain his 23 points, so not an efficient night from him. Six rebounds, one assist, not playmaking, one steal, one block, five tur- turnovers. And then the scary moment where P.J. Washington – fell into his knee at the end of the game, came back in the game and played, did not look good. Uh, Kip in the chat says, how are we feeling? Was it Washington or Royce to blame for the dive into Katie's legs? What are your thoughts? I saw the replay once, and all I did was I looked at the left side of the screen. I saw Royce O'Neal. I mean, he. I saw P.J. Washington falling into KD, and I honestly didn't want to look because I don't like those ones. When it goes into the knee and then yeah. it goes the other way, it buckles and like it's inverted. I don't want to see that, so... I kind of looked away, but um, it was funny how Royce did go up to PJ and they were talking back and forth. But I guess what was it? Was it Royce O'Neal's fault? And he did push him. Well, if you ask Reggie Miller, Reggie says, "Oh, he was just—it's blatant. It's unbelievable. Like if you go back and you watch the replay, you have PJ Washington is trying to undercut Royce O'Neal, and as he's trying to do so, he just starts falling down. Like it was a bad undercut of Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal didn't push him. He put his hands on him as like as he was going down. He didn't push oh. him violently, and he just kind of fell into KD. So I think that's why Royce O'Neal was so uh, adamant about the way that PJ Oof. Washington attacked that that rebound. If you look at a, one angle, it looks like he pushed him probably a little harder than he did. Uh, but the momentum was already was headed that way. And, yeah, you know. So I was, I'm watching it right now. Yeah, I mean, it watch kind of looked like he elbowed him and pushed him to the floor. So yeah, so I don't know. I I, I think it's more PJ Washington having poor technique, trying to undercut Royce O'Neal in an effort to get the rebound, and as a result, he's going down and he goes into Kevin Durant's legs. But a, a moot point. Looks like Kevin's going to be okay. We'll continue to watch that that injury report but what were your thoughts on kevin durant's performance tonight well and remember remember what we love kevin durant now go i'm a big fan of kevin durant oh, 35 God, you know him. i'm 35 years old too just like what? kevin durant yeah what 89 Crazy. babies yeah this is this is the year it's meant to be um are we still live we are i don't know why i feel so weird right now oh oh i'm gonna pass out just kidding i know so <laughs> started out spicy I think it was a lady calling Kevin Durant a bitch, and he turns around. Yes. Oh my God, that is oh, great footage. Whoops. Yeah, it's like, oh, <laughs> just to have Kevin Durant seven feet turn around after he's sprinting down the court to go and warm that, up, and that look like, oh, wait, he has. Uh, yeah, and you're you're a few drinks in. They're a little buzzed over there. 
and it's just like, oh wait, I just wanted to shake your hand. Yeah, what she's was like, she what's doing? up? What's that, up? That's Kevin? why I just don't say. And I, I, I like it when the players go back. Him and Kyrie's always been that way, and I've I've always liked it. I always think that the, and I've always said this, where I think the the fans should come out on the floor and they should fight each other. It's like <laughs> if you're gonna call each other names, just let them fight, let them duke it out. If you're gonna sit there ten feet away and call someone a bitch or say really bad things about somebody, fight. Just do it. You should be allowed to. <laughs> well, I like what he did. I don't know if I necessarily agree with the fighting aspect, but I agree <laughs> oh, with the, account, the accountability aspect of it, right? He's walking out on the floor. She goes, you a bitch. And he just stops, turn around. And it's like her and, uh, and another dude. And she just puts her yeah. hand out. She's like, I just wanted to say what's up. And he's like, no, you didn't. He's like, no, no, no. She's like, well, you're not going to give me five. And he's just like, are you kidding me right now? And then the other guy's like, I have a podcast about a sports show. And then we know how KD feels about blog boys. <laughs> he rolls his eyes and just walks yeah. away at her. But it was great holding her accountable. Uh, a good first half for Kevin Durant. But like I said, with all the small yeah. ball five that he had to play in that second half, it wore him down. Uh, a couple of people are saying in the chat that he looks old or looked old in the second half. And that I don't disagree with that. And it's mm -hmm. because... Frank Vogel's hand was forced to play him some minutes where he had to play against these young athletic bigs uh, on the defensive end and then go down and try to execute on the offensive end while Devin Booker sitting on the bench uh, at the start of the fourth quarter. So it turns into isolation ball and the offense gets stagnant. And there you go. That's kind of part of the game. Uh, obviously, another part of the game is the, is the fact that, you know, Kevin Durant had five turnovers, but as a team, the Suns had 16 turnovers. Uh, the Mavericks had 10. And, and here, here's the game, folks. It's like I'm on repeat all season long. I'm on repeat when it comes to these fucking turnovers, right? The Mavericks turned the ball over 10 times. It led to 13 points for the Suns. Okay, I don't know if you have the stats in front of you, but the Suns gave up 16. Don't look. The Suns gave up 16 turnovers in this game. How many points did they give up off those turnovers? Five. That would be impressive and not fortify my point. Uh, 29. <laughs> 29 points off of turnovers in this game. That's the game. That's a plus 19 points off turnovers. Or no, or plus 16 points off turnovers for the Mavericks. The Suns just can't keep, can't control the fucking ball. And it was funny because you're sitting there, you're watching the broadcast. It's on TNT only, so we don't get any three TV. And... There you got Reggie Reggie Miller. Reggie says. Talking about how the Phoenix Suns have been notorious for turning the ball over. <laughs> and then, like, as he's doing it, they just, like, throw it out of bounds. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Suns, for fortifying his point. <laughs> it always comes, like, one after the other. It just piles up for the Suns. It's always in moments where, you know, they have a chance maybe to get back into the game. And then they're going on a run. And then that's how they look let those runs slip away and then that's how they let yep. the Mavs or other teams just kind of get back to those 10 point leads is because turn over here turn over there traveling calls just it's just it gets so chaotic so quickly it's like take a deep breath because that's what they do that it's like three or four out of the next five or six possessions and it's just like chill out chill the fuck out because you have guys on the floor that can handle the ball but then Katie gets in those and it's it's his thing I know it's his thing he's always kind of turned the ball over but there's just these times where he does it it's it's always at the worst times in the games and it just kind of turns like the whole right when you're you know, fighting back you got your you've had a 5-0 run you got a defensive stop and he just like dribbles it out of bounds yeah. and then they go yeah. down and then they hit a three yeah it was just like that tonight and you know what 
every time we lose, every time we come on the pod and we look at the turnovers, and that's usually the reason we lose. So that's it. It's math. Big Dick Booker. I'll tell you one guy who didn't have a horrible night, and that was Devin Booker with his 35 points, eight assists, five rebounds, one steal. He too had four turnovers, however. 13 of 21 from the field and six of or two of six, I'm sorry, from beyond the arc for Devin Booker. A, a great first quarter, non-existent in the second. He had four points, but he didn't shoot the ball once. It was all off of free throws. Comes out in the third quarter, goes for 13 points. Uh, and then in the fourth quarter, he's got six on three of five shooting. But the Suns were kind of toast at the point in which he kind of, he came back in the game. Devin Booker, man, great all-star uh, weekend for him. Released the book one. It's already sold out, and it's okay by me because it's not a colorway that I want. I will be getting some book ones at some point when the option arises for the, for the right ones. I'm not a fan of the Mirage ones the, that he came out. Uh, but went to Indy, was doing some cool things. I don't know if anybody watches his Instagram live, but he's he's hiding book ones that are signed by him throughout Indianapolis, and people are finding them, get them, and whatnot. I mean, it was just a really cool release for him. And he comes back, and he's got 35-8 and eight right, off, right out of the shoot. Uh, a great game from Devin Booker. Uh, I still love Kevin Durant. Yeah, I think, honestly, if this whole pod should just be about Kevin Durant because he's just that amazing, I think. The, the, the KD jam session. Like if we don't have Katie, I don't know if we win a championship this year. I don't if we don't have Katie, so. I don't know if we should do a podcast. We love Kevin Durant so much. <laughs> now Devin Booker was the alpha tonight. <gasps> yeah, no, all he, the Katie stands are gonna be yeah. in the comments now. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. he had to step up in that instance where they go on that run. He comes back and he after the timeout when it's a 16-0 run, he kind of you know he helps the Suns come back. He hits eight out of the next like um, I think ten points or sorry eleven points, assisting it to Gordon in between there mm-hmm. for a three. Getting the Suns back into it, he had to step up. Because at that moment, when you're watching the game and you're just like, wow, is this going to be it again for the Suns? Like, every time they play the Mavericks, if this happens, if there's a run, it's like, is there, are they going to lose by 40? So you just got to make sure the guy like Devin Booker, who is the alpha at times for the Suns, can step up in big moments and kind of carry his team on the offensive end. Like, defensively, yeah, he stepped up a little bit. But it was also KD helping him out. KD was kind of guarding, making it a little bit more difficult for Doncic on that when they came out of that timeout and just Donch is just throwing up these haymakers and airballing a couple or one of them and then going to the rim, missing some easier shots. But then with KD on them, it just makes it a little bit more difficult. So that was awesome. So that defense transitioned to better offense for Devin Booker where he was getting to his spots. And there was a slow-mo video that was released on Twitter. It was released on Twitter. They released it, was it? released on Twitter. It was only, like his shoes? Only on Twitter, yeah. Only on Twitter. You can't find it anywhere else. <laughs> it's like a Twitter slow of everyone going like by Booker, just pump fake after pump fake. And woof. So he had one of those going on tonight. And that's what a release. Fun to watch. Um, it just, it, it kind of Like, I, I love Devin Booker. I love Kevin Durant. Um, but in games like this, it's just like he has to absolutely go ape shit, of course, within the win and kind of go in MJ mode, right? Like yeah. he has to just outduel Luca in a way where it's just like, oh my God. Like I just feel like I haven't seen that in a while from Booker. He does get his points, but he even said over the all-star break, the new the the new 25 points per game is 35. So he's gonna yeah. he's gonna get a 35 easily. It's just those moments in the games where he can take over and get his team the victory. And he can just go all out and just hit every shot from every angle. Like, I just haven't seen that in a while. Um, I know he went on a little run today, and I'm not asking for a whole lot. And I'm not even going to look at the comments, and I'm not book hating. 
I'm just saying that's the only way you win these games when you don't have Bradley Beal, when you're just relying on Kevin Durant, who only scores 23 points tonight. Like, Booker has to go to the extra level. And, you know, it's fine. He didn't tonight. We lost. So what? Support game. Yeah, but he has to. And there's going to be games in the playoffs where Beal's hurt, where Kevin Durant's probably going to be hurt. Nurkic, who knows? He's, you know, these guys might get hurt. And he's going to go have to go to the next level. And the only reason I say the next level is because he did mention going into the second part of the season after the All-Star break, you have to take it up a notch. You have to kind of just get into that playoff mode. Mm-hmm. And tonight, it just wasn't there. I know the stats look good. That's fine. But just like Beal before, where I'm like, it's just not there yet with Beal. It's just it's not there yet with Booker, and obviously it's just it's the crazy. You say that, and he's, and he's got thirty five and eight. Yeah, it just that, it's just not there yet. So for for but. me, it it comes out more from a t- team defensive standpoint. I mean, Booker does he have to go nuclear for them them to win? It helps, but if they just can play deep, they, like they gave up on perimeter defense in the second half of this game, they allowed the 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 Mavericks came out. And hit five threes, and they were wide open threes minus one Luca three, wide open threes. Like they went in at halftime, and Frank Vogel was like, "Listen, guys, come here, come here, fuck the three point line, all right? Just don't let them get us on the interior." And they their, their rotations were poor, and that's what cost them. It's the defense. We we don't need these guys to go nuclear all the time if they can play some solid stretches of defense, which they can and they have. But when they are off and they start missing rotations, it is this waterfall effect. Vogel did everything he could in this game. It it was three, three, three timeout. Three, three timeout. That's literally how the third quarter began. That was the cadence. It just, they just, it, there was no urgency on the defensive end of the ball by anyone on the, on the team. They kept collapsing to the interior and pointing at the guy was wide open. It's like nobody knew how to take him. And I get it. Like Royce O'Neal started in that second half unit. So maybe there's some miscommunication there. And I'm thinking about this as I was watching it. I'm sitting there. I'm like, well, if they just have some time to figure out, I'm like, fuck that. I've been saying that all season long. If they just have some time to, to figure out who needs to be where and what it's like, yeah, you know what? Like the time for that is past. This is the time to put up or shut up. We now have 26 games left. You think about 26 games in, how we were feeling about this team. Now we have 26 left. We can't have those same conversations that we were having 26 games in. It's like, well, if they just have a little bit more time to gel. Listen, it is what it is. If everybody is healthy, if they have more time to gel, that's every team in the NBA says that. So put up or shut up. If you're down Bradley Beal tonight, guess what? You might have to sit there and go, listen, guys, as a team, we're down a guy who averages 18 points a game on 50% shooting. So we got two options here. Somebody's going to have to step up offensively in his stead, or we need to lock in defensively. And I know it's an offensive league and defense isn't celebrated uh, or technically even allowed by the officials. But at the same time, you need to still put that effort in because what happens with good off or good defense, it leads to quality offense. And we saw, we saw that on the Dallas side, it was good defense, defensive rebounding, uh, uh, pestering Yusuf Nurkic to the point where he's missing layups and then they get the ball out and run. Like that's how you, that's how you equate it these days. You're not going to lock anybody up anymore, but if you at least make the, the, if you're, they showed that one possession in the first half where the Suns were closing out and hustling and, and running the Dallas Mavericks off their spot. And it was a defensive clinic. But it was like one possession. It's like carry some of that over possession to a possession. Don't just stand on the interior and just be like, 
damn man that's fucking maxi kleba he's wide open yeah you, you just can't do that yeah just two things really quick um i i think that um after the time i was the second time i was called uh, starting the second half luca came back out he still had the same threes and he just was missing them i know katie was playing some defense on him too but he just was missing them. Like I, th- I thought they were like the same kind of threes. Um, I that's just I don't know. There's a funny comment. It's not really funny, but oh sorry, Mister Lansfield says why isn't Bobo playing? I was gonna ask you that too. Was there something? Because I didn't see anything. Like was he injured so, or he just no no no. So here here's type of game. Yeah, that's Bobo is gonna be a matchup based kind of guy, and yeah. I feel like tonight going against an offensive team like the Dallas Mavericks that don't necessarily possess size, but they possess athleticism. It's not a good matchup for Bull Bull on the defensive end. He can provide you some offense, and that's something that we've grown to appreciate thus far this year. If he gives you 15 minutes at eight points, which is completely doable by him, that is a solid effort by Bull Bull on that side of the ball. But his lateral quickness is poor. His spacing is poor. And when you see what the Suns were doing to start that third quarter, Shit, Bull Bull could have been out there because that's normally how he plays defense. Is he's just unfortunately, I mean, go back and watch his defensive sets. He's not the greatest defender. Now he'll get a block or two here and then. It'll be a highlight, and that's what everybody will look at. But at the same time, look at some of the his off ball movement and how he's watching. You know, he he peeks down. He's look. He he's seeking those blocks so much that he'll he'll look. Uh, away from his def- who he should be defending and then can give up a cutter or a wide open three as well. So it's matchup based. I can see him playing tomorrow night based on who kind of who, who the Houston Rockets are a little bit more slow, a little bit more lumbering. So he can have an opportunity to be to, to play at their speed. The Dallas Mavericks, even though they play yeah. slow in the half court, they can beat you right off the bat. Yeah, and uh, he would have been fouled out, like Kip says really quick. Yeah. Luca would have torched Bowl. Yeah, Bowl yes, he would have isolated him and just owned him quick. So, uh, one thing before we get to the subreddit uh, stakeout, it's been a year and a half. He played tonight. Yes, Jamsters. Saban Lee finally earned a drop. Mr. Lee, Mr. Lee, you are cleared for takeoff. There you go, Jamsters. Saban Hell Lee has yeah. he got one the same my whole life. <laughs> I know. He played six minutes tonight. He had zero points, but the Suns were plus ten when he was out there. He had two rebounds, two assists. Wasn't bad. Got so he's so here so here's what I'll say about Saban Lee tonight. And it brought to mind one of the reasons why. So one of the conversations out there is the Suns have one more roster spot available, right? They signed Thaddeus Young. They still have one available. So some people are saying, hey, we should just take the Saban Lee two-way contract and convert that to a full-time contract. He's a guard. He's kind of what we need. But you saw tonight why the Suns won't do it. And it's a good call why they won't do it. There was two or three times where the ball was passed to him and he was standing behind behind the arc for a wide-open three. He yes. found him. And what did he do, Matthew? What did he do every time? The worst pump fake where a guy's 10 feet away and he yes. went right to the rim. Yes, he would not just what? shoot it. What he would pump doing? fake the guys in front of him and he'd still attack the guy. And there's a reason for that, right? Saban Lee is a career 27.3 three-point shooter. Yeah. All right, which brings me to some trivia. You know what time it is. Trivia time. All right, Jamsters, if you're hanging out in the chat live, you can answer this too without looking. 
Matthew, Saban Lee, how many three-pointers has he hit this year? He's a career 27.3% three-point shooter. This season, how many three-pointers has he made? I'm going to say zero. Zero is correct. Yes, you know, it's been a while. Thank you very much. He hasn't hit one. So that's why you don't convert him, right? You're still going to go out there, play the buyout market, and see if there's another guard. Because that's clearly what they're missing. Saban Lee, he got six minutes, but Saban Lee is getting minutes. That can be filled by someone off the buyout market who is your backup to the backup. With Beal playing, those minutes are gone. But with him gone and potentially Booker being gone, if he ever has an injury, knock on wood, everything that as it pertains to that, that's who you need to go get is somebody who can hit a corner three, not Saban Lee, even though yeah. he's got his drop now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just, okay. Okay. So Matthew was in Dallas tonight. Dallas, I don't know if you know this, ladies and jamsters, is spelt salad backwards fun fact the sun's jam session subreddit stakeout where's my wig (laughs) the valley girl's back oh my god poofy must be the humidity yeah i was gonna say over in dallas it's just humid as hell right now so it's fucking February. <laughs> yeah, we're just talking about it at the office though. But I was in uh, Cabo this this week with uh, Devin Booker and <laughs> what's his name, Luka Doncic. Yeah, I got a nice tan. So I don't know if you know this or not. So. Hang. <laughs> uh, I will order. Maybe we're in Cancun too. We're in Cabo. For my paycheck from the diner, huh? It's Cabo. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> what were they saying on the subreddit in the Dallas Mavericks subreddit? So uh after that foul by after the foul by um I don't know when I go in and out of the of the yeah my accent. You're, you're gonna have to learn foul, how to the foul on Gordon uh said uh, ball don't lie, bish. That's what was said. Remember when <laughs> Eric Gordon yeah missed the free throw? Um they showed their best. We're just starting to warm up. We got this. They were right. That was when the Suns were up about 10 points early in the game. <laughs> Royce O'Neal will play for the Mavericks this year. Or I'm sorry, in a year or two. Oh, that wasn't even worth <laughs> that wasn't even worth commenting. I don't even know why I put that in there. That was a dumb <laughs> one, dude. Interesting observation. There was that they a had. lot a lot of comments. It's just some of them just weren't that good and some of them didn't stick out. So I just that's a bad one. <laughs> Reggie just repeats himself all night. I do not like his commentary. That's everything. Reggie says. Playing the shit out of that drop. Everyone was saying, I don't know if I play with my hair because I'm just so nervous to be on live TV or what, but I just do it every time. Kevin do you play with Durant. your hair in the other videos that you make? The what? The other videos that you make when you're in Cabo? Do you play with your hair then? Yeah, just my butthole hair or something. Oh, bleached. Are they bleached like your hair? <laughs> I'm a bleach asshole. <laughs> like Artemis. Oh, that's always funny. <laughs> what is going on? I don't know. People just left already. Uh, okay. Kevin. Sorry, guys. Kevin Durant. Kevin Malone. Don't matter. Mazin 4. Who's Kevin Malone? Uh, from The Office. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good one. Okay. 
Gafford said, get the fuck out of here, you beady-eyed little bitch. Oh, God. On the foul. block on book. Yeah. Was that was, that sure. was annoying, by the way. Yeah, it was like, it was a blatant foul. And Reggie says... He's like, oh, I don't even know if that was enough contact for a foul. It's like, you shit me. He fucking changed his direction in the air because of the physical bump that he initially. Oh, my God. Yeah, he like, was dude, off all night. He, he was, was yeah. off all night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, immature ass technicals. Grow the fuck up, man. Damn. On Luca. The one yeah. that Luca should got thrown out for from throwing the ball at the ref. Yeah. <laughs> like from two ref. feet away. And he's like, I'm sorry. It's like, no, you can't. Like, imagine if Booker did that on the road. And, and that's one thing that. Um, Reggie says that was correct. He's like, if if this was on the road, Luca would have been tossed, but he was at home, so yeah. he wasn't. Yeah. So uh, last comment here, Kyrie, you fucking beast. My third eye is wide open. That's a good one. I wonder if it's a brown eye. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Whoa. <laughs> Sound like you're throwing a hammer. Jam star of the game. All right, Jamsters, subscribe, rate, review. <laughs> Gives us a, give us a thumbs up. If you're at, go to phoenixfits.net. Use promo code SUNSJAM10. Get the flies gear. Let us know in the chat who your jam star of the game is. Matthew, now that you're back, uh, you missed it. The Valley Girl was here. Uh, she was hanging out in Cabo. Looked very tan. You're very yeah. pale, so it's clearly not you. Uh, who do you give your jam star of the game to? I'm gonna give it to Book, but I love when like that character comes up. I can just see people like, ah, oh, God, I hate when he does this shit, and they just turn no, it they off. love it. They love um, it. Are you shitting me? Oh yeah, it's just the people leave. I can see it. Um, no, I'll give I it to Book. Feel it. What a weird game. I'll just give it to Book though. Yeah, uh, Saul says BDB is is you know the jam star. Um, it was quarter one, three, and four Booker from John Tran. I agree there. Yeah, it's it's Devin Booker in this one, 35 and eight. A great performance that unfortunately, like we, you win this game, you're, you're just gushing about how great Devin Booker was tonight. The defense overall, holistically as a team, wasn't good. The turnovers were high. They lose the game. So it's a 35, quiet 35 that you don't talk about. Unless you have him in fantasy, then you're very happy. Or if you took <laughs> advantage of a fan duel bet where there was a plus 100 for Devin Booker plus Luka Doncic to score over 55 points and that hit in the third quarter. So thank you for that fan duel. Made sure I popped on that one, <laughs> doubled, doubled that money up as quick as I could. Uh, next up for the Phoenix Suns tomorrow night, they're playing once again. And this time it's the Houston Rockets staying in Tejas, Texas, uh, the 24 and 30 Houston Rockets, a team that uh, we're going to see our old buddy Jock Landell. So I got to make sure I got the drop ready to go for Jock. We haven't seen Houston. Or we, no, we saw Houston a long time ago. Yeah, a long yeah. time ago. Yep. Um, but a yep. team that is uh, <laughs> sure. what? No, I just I don't know what to say about them. Sorry. Oh well, they got Dylan Brooks. Um, yeah, so that'll be fun. Your favorite, uh, Alfred Sangoon is yep, a great player. I mean, snub, all-star snub. Not yet. He'll be one next year. This was his breakout year. So yes. And he plays on a bad team, you know, but they're 22nd in offense. uh, When it comes to total points, if you look at offensive rating, they're 23rd, fifth in defensive rating, a plus rating, a plus uh, or a net rating. That's 16th in the league. So they're a middle of the pack team overall, a team that, 
um, can't score, but can lock you up defensively. So the Suns are going to have to bring it. We're obviously going to continue to monitor both Bradley Beal and now Kevin Durant's injuries. Suns win this game, though, right? Yeah, yeah. They, I think they win. They definitely win. They have to win. They should have won tonight. They'll win tomorrow night for sure by That's 11 like points. That's Let's okay. Ooh, I like 11 that. points. I like Calling. I remember we used to do that. We used to call the points, too. Yeah, we used, yeah, we used to do a lot. We used to be crazy back in the day. I still have, I think... Is it still on here? No, maybe I finally got rid of it. I had like uh, one of the banners. I still have it. Like this is season one. This is our first year that we ever did the podcast. Is that, is it really? Those are the standings at the end of the year uh, of us guessing the teams because we used to guess and I used to track yeah. it. And I still have a tracker now, but we just don't guess or I don't log it like I used to. Uh, maybe we'll do that next year. But yeah, maybe you won year. by one game. Yeah. Maybe next year one. we'll have like a producer to do all this shit. That'd be great too. I have to do, I have to like talk, make a point, read notes, read stats and produce all at the same time. Yeah. Um, And I love it. I missed it for the past week. And I, and you know what I love? I love the fact that we're ending the podcast right now, Matthew, and it's nine o'clock. Oh, beautiful. Write the preview for tomorrow. Don't forget me or you. Oh me, yeah. I was talking. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sitting there. I'm like, I don't. Have, I'm like, I don't have preview tomorrow. I'm like, shit. I'm like, I, I got the I got the first story lined up, but I don't have that one done yet. Um, that's it, Jamsters. We appreciate you hanging out. We'll see you tomorrow night. Little is, is it? It's another early start, right? It's six o'clock. Chaos. Yeah. Jeez. So probably a first quarter missed. Uh, Stephanie, uh, Marie Lissy yes. is um, she's launching launching her bakery tomorrow. So I might be over there just for a little bit, and then. Probably is there a plug we want to put in for that, or should we wait till tomorrow night to I throw the plug? Might, I might maybe like make a little ad for it. Um, That'd be awesome. Yeah, make sure yeah. that we get something out of this. Okay, she's not getting free advertising. Free cookies. Not into cookies right now, man. I'm losing weight. <laughs> yeah, I know that's what's so hard. It's like with her, I like I, chicken. I would be like a bean pole if it wasn't for her. <laughs> well, we appreciate it, Jamsters. <laughs> Tune in tomorrow night to see the bean pole over here. Uh, and the fatty over here who's wearing a shirt I haven't worn in quite some time because it Mr. actually kind of fits again. There. Yeah, Not Mr. Really. Skinny, dude. All right, everyone go home and love your bean poles. Everybody's asking about your date. Yeah, I was, was going to say on my date. Um, yeah, so I, I spent a lot of money on breaks. $800 on breaks, not the date. That wasn't taken wrong. She watched the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's got really hot and heavy. Let me tell you about it. So, got a heartbreak hotel. Look at the smack. Oh, 